Mark here from Mark 2.0. Brian's my co-host, and we welcome saxophonist Matthew Alec. We are just thrilled to have you on. I think this is our first saxophonist, Brian, right? Really? Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. And and you know what? I, I've been listening to your videos, and you are, like, so good. Oh, cool. Well, Thanks, Blowing man. my mind good, you know. The, 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 every video, I'm like, ah, oh, let me see another one, another one, another oh, one. Oh, cool. So, hey, man. Yeah, Appreciate having it. a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, and I'm uh, I'm honored to be the very first saxophone player. That's awesome. So there we go. <laughs> That's great. That is great. So we want to start out. I want to start by asking you why the saxophone and when did you start playing the sax? Oh boy, uh, yeah. It's so, kind of it's kind of not the most popular thing to do, no. really, today. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's I, uh, as I, I was hesitate to call myself young. I don't think I'm young anymore. I. I I, uh, <laughs> you look very 40. young. Oh, yeah. I'm almost 40 now. But, uh, no way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just turned 39 wow. in October. So, mm. yeah, the, the years are starting to add up. But, um, there's, there's a lot of young saxophone players out there. Maybe not by comparison to, um, you know, some other instruments or maybe even, I don't you know, singers, vocalists or whatnot. So it's maybe not quite as popular, but there's a tight knit group of, you know, younger jazz oriented players out there. So, um, and a lot of them go to school for it and whatnot, you know, so uh, maybe, maybe I'm um, uh, uh, biased because I, I, you know, I know all those people. So it seems like there's more of them than there actually are. <laughs> but, but you know what, when there is a yeah. void like this and there kind of is, I mean, mainstream things got very popular they got very very big but they were backed by big companies now everybody's kind of gone solo right so these older things are kind of resurfacing and you may be poised in a position that's really unique and really could get i just exploding popular so fast you know i honestly am not big on the genre but when i yeah. heard your band and mm -hmm. just based around your saxophone i was like man this guy is so good oh, and cool. it was just Thanks. really fun to listen to and just like really upbeat to listen to right away so so let me ask you this you you must have people reaching out to you like younger people at this point right yeah you know what i the last um it's really been kind of happening over the last year, I suppose. It's really starting, I'm really starting to get a lot of emails, lots of requests from all different kinds of people. So um, I don't know, I guess something worked uh, in the music I, I made. I don't, I don't know people. What do they want? Do they ever want to. you to teach them? Um, yes, I have gotten some requests. I, you know, I used to teach saxophone lessons, but I haven't done that in a while now. Um, I don't like doing it very much, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. making music and I like, producing things sure. i don't really like teaching that much not to say i won't ever do it again i might but um but i haven't i haven't too much but it, it occurred to me i didn't ever ask your question on the saxophone um you know i started in the, in like uh god how old was i this was fifth grade i think i started mm -hmm. so that's when uh school band started and that's when i started and uh my i didn't really care for it very much my my brother was uh is 10 years older than i am he played clarinet and we had a saxophone sitting in the closet that he never touched, and uh, it just became mine. So it made sense to play it. And uh, I didn't really get into it until high school. So um, I did the I same to... thing. Yeah. I did. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was in grade school and I played the clarinet, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, there was not a trumpet available. So I ended up with a clarinet. It looked the same to me basically at the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the saxophone was always very, you know, that was the one that seemed like, man, that looks like the hardest one. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what? The funny thing is, I think it's easier to learn than the others. The, the fingerings are are pretty ergonomic. They make there there aren't as many keys as it looks like if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but it's uh, it's not too hard to learn. It's very difficult to master because mm. of the sound, the tone of it. Um, it's very easy to play loud and crass and out of tune. It's not very easy to learn to play with a good sound and to play in tune. That's something that takes a long time to develop on saxophone. But believe it or not, the key part, that's the easy part on saxophone. You, you could learn that. I could show you all the fingerings within probably two weeks. You probably have them down pretty good. So just wow. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gaining a huge respect for jazz as I get older, too. It's like... Yeah, right now. I was just talking to Mark, and I'm like, you know, Mark, jazz never really went fully mainstream, but it just, it, it won't, it's just like there forever. It's like it'll yep. never die. It's like. I sure hope so. Yeah. 
Well, what I was talking to one of our other guests, I was like, you know what? To me, jazz is intimidating. You better know your business going into a live jazz situation because it's oh, yeah. so improvisational yeah. and stuff. It was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could ever do that. Yeah, and it, uh, jazz and um, yeah, yes, it's a difficult thing to learn. Um, I still am. I practice different sets of chord changes literally every single day. Uh, I was I just got done with a practice session before I jumped on the uh, the call with you guys. So um, yeah, I mean it presents a lot of challenges, and it's not like you know most rock tunes, most pop tunes, um, even the blues you can call a key and you can pretty much play a couple of scales or one scale and it'll fit. Most jazz tunes, it doesn't work that way. You, you really gotta know chord change as well. Um, and some of the tunes are really fast. So, um, and I'm not just a, a jazz player. I mean, I, I, if you listen to the stuff I put out, it's funk and pop music oriented, a lot of it is. Um, but um, Jazz is the heart of what I do, and it is—it's a lot of work. You got to practice all the time uh, to to get good at it. So uh, yeah, you know, I didn't even get to your live shows, and I'm sure that gets crazy. But <laughs> even the solos in your videos, just the the songs themselves are like wow. I yeah, mean, thanks. yeah, it's like uh, like uh, blues for McCoy. So I thought, you know, wow, yeah, look at I that, like that, too. that yeah. video was cool. You know, the old style with the black. You know, it's the first time I saw you in that kind of blues brothers look. Yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah. stuff. You know, and then you've got the case. And I'm like, that's a machine gun. No, it's a saxophone. <laughs> you know. Oh, and I noticed you have these inlays. I mean, the car, the uh, what do you call that? The the carvings on your saxophone. Oh, it's uh, engravings. You're oh, engravings, of course. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I saw a floral design. Are there words on there too? Uh, yeah, there are. You know what? If I had that horn with me, I'd show you. I can show you this one. Give me. A I just thought it was sure, beautiful yeah. how you kind of showed that off in the video. It was beautiful. Nice. Yeah. So that's a different horn. The one I that was the one I played the album on, which is a King, and that one's from 1952. Wow. This is a Selmer, and this is I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yes, yeah, wow. yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, this look at one's, that. Yeah, this one's newer. This one's from 1972. Um, but mm. this is a Mark VI. But the wow, and this one's engravings really aren't as nice as the King. The King has really cool engraving on it, but but yeah, that's good stuff. They're um. Those were all hand engraved. The new horns, they don't do that anymore so much, I don't think. A lot of that's machine done now. But the old horns, yeah. they did all everything by hand, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. So the solo electric, I mean, we got I I was watching your videos. I saw uh give what you take was great. I love the cars. I haven't seen a Chevelle like that since I was a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, you guys have my this wife's great dad. She arranged for those. So the oh, uh wow. he, he uh he's He's been involved with a lot of, he's got a lot of friends that do the classic car thing. So, um, so yeah. And that Corvette, Corvette, he used to own the, the main Corvette in it. That was his car once upon a time, some wow. decades ago. So, so yeah. 68 or something like that. That's Sherry right. The, the Chevelle, I think, was a 69. And I think oh. uh, the uh, Corvette was a 68, I think. Oh, my goodness. I saw those. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I wonder if that's his car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Cleveland time, that was great. I um, I like the rap that you kind of put in there. It's kind of had oh, like yeah. a hip hop thing going on. Yeah. And then Baby, you got me, and that didn't even have you any saxophone at all. No, I played the Ewe on that one. Oh, did you see? Nice. Did you catch that? The uh, it's only a really brief solo, um, but uh, you know, I wanted to make it like a pop tune, right? Like you know, I said to Mark, I'm sure he's playing something else in there, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, there's a solo in it after. Um, and it's real short. It's just a, you know, like a real quick pop solo. And it's an Iwi. Uh, and I don't have that with me either. But that's like, a, are you familiar with what that is? You know, are you guys? No. No, Iwi? tell us, no. please. No, yeah. Tell yeah. Us, yeah. So the Iwi is E-W-I. Uh, uh, so electronic wind instrument. Um, and if you okay. want to see somebody who's really, really good at it, uh, watch um, Michael Brecker uh, in, uh, on YouTube uh, playing the Iwi. He's deceased, uh, but he's my favorite saxophonist. And he just the iwi he it's like i don't know he takes it to a whole other level i just i had that instrument literally like one week before i laid down that solo so it it's it is user friendly there's no embouchure so what makes this uh, sound on the saxophone is the muscle formation in your mouth and then of course against the reed which vibrates right that yeah. doesn't exist on the iwi the iwi 
is just like an electronic keyboard kind of, but it's driven by airstream that you put through it. So um, it's driven, it, it responds to the actual air that I put into it. Um, but the actual muscular thing here that doesn't, there's not, that doesn't exist on that thing. Um, so it's all just your, your fingers, which are similar to a saxophone and then the airstream that you put into it. So it's a neat instrument. I'm gonna do more of it on the next album, I think, but um, I was just sort of, starting to get to learn it a little bit so i'm but dying cool. to know more i've never heard yeah. of that wow that is yeah amazing. yeah steps steps ahead michael brecker look that up um from the 80s those are all 80s 80s recordings he plays he's just absolutely incredible at the ue mm -hmm. so i will yeah yeah right now now how did it come about that you were cleveland's best horn player nominated for that <laughs> that Talk was about that Woo! Yeah, I feel like, um, actually, the funny thing is I feel like anymore, I, I think there's more people outside of Cleveland that know who I am than people who are in Cleveland. <laughs> God bless the internet. Yeah, right, exactly. Thanks to the internet. But the um, uh, that said, I was in a band called Winslow, um, and uh, you can still find our, uh, we had a couple albums that we put out that were around, and we were super popular uh, in the area at the time, and, uh, and I got voted to do it. I didn't, uh, so that's what happened. Um, that's been like 10 years ago now. So uh, I don't even know if people still remember that band or not. There's a couple of people that will still bring it up to me uh, at this point, but uh, that was a big part of my life. We had a couple of record contracts and we, uh, we toured uh, the East Coast quite a bit and um, we were playing New York City and Chicago a lot, so. Wow. Yeah, that Would you fun. play in New York? Yeah, would you, would you see there? Uh, we used to play this place called Arlene's Grocery um are you, are you familiar with that all it's uh it's actually a really neat little place i'm told it's still there um so maybe i'll go back i don't know hmm. but uh yeah we were playing there quite a bit so it was a what about place. chicago i used to live in chicago so oh uh, so let's see chicago we played um we played in wrigleyville at um uh what is the name of that place it's it's a brewery but then uh it's still there i'm pretty sure um but then it's like a great big brewery and then the other half of it was like a music venue. Mm, um, okay. And it was just like literally right in Wrigleyville, right by, uh, right by Wrigley. So Yeah, um, I think I, uh, it's off the tip of my tongue. I know what you're exactly what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we also played a, a jazz and blues club and that I have no recollection of what the name of that place is at all. Uh, but mm -hmm. I remember looking at it. I remember being there. It was a really neat place. It was packed that night, I remember. But uh, I don't remember what it was called. Nice. So maybe it's still there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, you know, tons of people are just going to flock in, in in a city sure. like that. So now everything is online and everything is like, you know, mm -hmm. and you, I, I imagine that's why you started uh, Cleveland Times Records, right? Yeah. So that was kind of the idea. I kind of figured um, that if I was going to do this, I mean, what I had, I mean, I was with Winslow for a long time. I was like, like a decade out of college. I I went to Kent State for music, um, and, and that's why I met all those guys. And that was like a soul rock band, kind of. Um, and then that band broke up, even though we were actually still doing really well, but personnel stuff, people, you know, bickering and complaining, which can happen. Uh, but, you know, so we oh, broke yeah, up. Oh, yeah, been there. Yeah, so, so that happened, and then I didn't know, I didn't have any connections, um, uh, I didn't really know many people around. That band was all I knew for a few years. Um, and so that was like probably 2013. And then for like, I considered giving up the saxophone altogether at that point because I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and uh, I wound up going to this really cool camp. And I, I got a lot of people that laugh because it's like, you know, uh, the, like the American pie jokes with <laughs> band camp. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but uh, no, this was so this was a very special camp uh, at Victor Wooten's campgrounds in Nashville. Well, he's he's got this. He owns this great big, um, I don't know, facility, I guess, uh, south of Nashville. It's in the middle of the woods and it's called Wooten Woods. I read that um, on your website. Yeah, and so he's there, and um, and he was there in, intermittently, and um, I got to meet him. I got to play with him, which was cool. Um, and then, uh, but it was a camp for like pro saxophone players, and like I, I just I went two years in a row. I don't even know if they're doing it anymore. I still get the emails. Bob Reynolds is the main organizer behind it, who's a dynamite saxophone player who uh, toured with John Mayer for a while. Um, and I'm yeah, a big fan there. Yeah, yeah he's a great saxophone player too. Uh, and um, wow. and he put together this 
amazing camp that was relatively small. I think there were only like 50 people that went. Um, and Joshua Redman came and uh, Chris Potter came and uh, Kirk Whalem was there and Jeff Coffin was there. He's the guy who's now playing with Dave Matthews Band. Um, yeah, yeah. John so Mayer, just, Dave Matthews. Yeah, yeah these yeah, people right. don't just pick anybody. No, 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 no. They want the best of the best. Yeah, so it was it was intimidating. I was scared shitless when I was there, um, but uh, it was a wake up call, and like it really got me working hard again. That was probably like 2015 or so, and so uh, I wound up in a James tribute band here, a James Brown tribute band here mm -hmm. in in northeast ohio and they were really good and through that i met a whole bunch of people and um that was kind of the i, I love the brecker brothers i've mentioned michael brecker before he's my favorite saxophone player um he's deceased um but you know he's one of the all-time greats um and i wanted to do a brecker brothers type band which was you know they were a, a jazz fusion group in the uh, 70s 80s and again in the 90s they, they got back together again but um and some of the guys in the band were like yeah we'd love to do that so we, we started with as a jam session at the one drummer's place and then um slowly but surely i kind of just took it over and started booking everything and doing everything <laughs> and so uh and then it just that that was about 2016 2017 and then I don't know, maybe like 2018, I'm like, okay, well, now we got to make a record. So, um, and everything has just blown up since then. I've just been working really hard and practicing a lot and playing a lot. And I don't know, uh, opportunities are starting to come. So, and I, I'm happy with the way record turned out. The record company was just, a, I don't know, I, um, uh, I, I've had, I have a lot of ideas at like four o'clock in the morning. Like I'll wake up from like a bad dream sometimes, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And I just have ideas. And like, it was one of those ideas that just kind of popped in there. And, uh, and I'm like, you know what? I don't have a record company, but I could. So maybe I should. And, and so mm -hmm. I did. And um, thus far, it's only put out my music, um, but I don't intend to keep it that way. Um, Brian Woods, the piano player from, um, uh, from the band, the baby, the guy in the baby, you got me video singing. Um, uh, it's we're gonna have a single out uh, under his name, um, "My Funny Valentine." We're gonna do a version of that out on Valentine's Day. That's actually getting mixed right now. Uh, it's it sounds super nice. I heard the first mix today, um, so that's gonna be out under his name. So I'll finally have someone out on my label. That's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but there's more to come. I've got a few other things in the works. So the label, it's just me, you know, with a few people that help here and there. I did have an intern for a little while. Um, but uh, so it's been slow going, but um, but I see a lot more happening over the next year mm -hmm. with the label. So I'm kind of excited about that. That's cool. Yeah. So you have another band uh, you are part of called uh, 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 Foreigner. Oh, the Foreigner band. Yeah, yeah I love Foreigner. I, I, grew up, I grew up in that time. Yeah, right on. So tell me about that. That sounds oh, fun. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, they're good, man. Uh, I don't know if you watched the video. I have one. We have one promo video out there. That's I did. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I like them. Um, yeah, they're older cats, but, man, they, they're good. And they're all from the, you know, Cleveland is a rock town. Um, there's a lot of great sure. jazz musicians. We do have a couple of very nice clubs in Cleveland and Akron, um, but Cleveland's a rock town. Um, and as a result, um, there's been a rock scene that goes back many decades here. Um, and I, on a, I somehow I got referred through one of my saxophone player friends that couldn't do the gig and he referred me uh, and they hit me up and uh, I don't know. It's uh, I've been with them for about a year now. It's just starting to pick up. We're starting to book some uh, that, those tribute things. They want to play, you know, all the big uh, festivals and uh, big theater shows and stuff. Um, we did play the House of Blues this last um, summer. Ooh, yeah, nice. yeah. Which I saw the I saw it flash yeah. by in the video. I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah. There it is. The House of Blues is great, and the sound is great too. So, and it's always packed in there, which is nice. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that they want to do, and that stuff books so far in advance. Uh, you know, the club dates I do like hmm, four or five months in advance. These things book like a year in advance. So, what? You know, yeah, if you miss out, um, <sighs> Ohio, the uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, upstate New York, um, 
there's probably a couple places in Michigan. These places all book everything a good year in advance. Wow. Um, yeah. That's nuts. It's They're big hot. money. It's big money. They pay big money and they plan way <laughs> many, many, many months in advance. So, um, really? so if you, yeah. So if you miss that promo video, we made too late. We made it about a month too late. Um, so it came out probably in January of this year. And we missed the booking window for 2022 by about a month or two when we did that. So uh, so we didn't have a very busy year, but I think this year is actually gonna be pretty busy. So oh, yeah. we'll see how it goes out, but they're great. And um, I don't know if you guys heard of Michael Stanley. Uh, he's like a Cleveland rock legend here who just did pass last year. Mm. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. He passed, uh, I I think it was heart issues. He had, he had some health problems going back, but uh, he died kind of tragically. And it was a big thing in Cleveland, you know, uh, uh, Cleveland always loved Michael Stanley. He had a radio station, uh, a radio program, I should say. Um, but uh, at least one of the dudes used to play with him. So um, he goes back, they go back with Michael Stanley. And then the singer, uh, Alan, um, who's just got an amazing voice. Um, he's been out of the music thing for a while, but he is very good friends and went to high school with uh, Neil Zaza, who uh, he... Uh, has a number of recordings out with um mm -hmm. so you know they're they're great guys uh, i'm hoping that that man plays more you know jazz is really my thing i want to keep making my own records but um i am not going to complain about uh playing with them i uh, i have to I have to say it's playing the tribute thing is different um but it, it is a lot of fun and playing rock and roll saxophone is uh, a whole different animal than mm -hmm. playing sure. like the stuff that i do so well, you've done some cool things with cool people. There was that guy from the Talking Heads you worked with, right? Bernie Worrell, yeah. So, um, yeah, and let's see, how did that happen? So Maurice, the singer from Winslow, um, somehow got to be friends with Bernie Worrell's wife, who was mm. his manager. Uh, I don't know how that happened. I'd have to ask him. Uh, Maurice was my good friend for a long time. He's still my friend, but I haven't talked to him too much in the last year or so. Um, but... Uh, so she talked to Bernie and Bernie was, you know, an older man at that point. And Bernie is also now deceased. Uh, he died probably, well, I don't know, maybe five years ago now. Um, but, um, and she played him some of our stuff and he, he just loved it. And so he recorded on uh, what Move On is the track that he's on in uh, Crazy Kind of Love, our first mm -hmm. album. So um, yeah, that was super cool. Uh, working with him was super cool. And then he actually came to Ohio and we opened for him at uh, Nelson Ledges. This was, I don't know, that was probably 10 years ago now. Um, and so we got to hang out with him and talk to him and took some pictures with him. And that was pretty cool. So yeah. Yeah, but he had great oh, stories to tell. He did, yeah. yeah. yeah he did. <laughs> and then there was the guy from the Blues Brothers Bones or? Oh yeah. I forget so, his name, Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom Malone. What's his name? Oh, Tom, right. Wow. His name is Tom Malone, yeah. Gosh, so, I bet uh, he had great stories too. What was that like? That was, um, yeah, so Tom is awesome. He's a, a guy with the long hair and the, he, I can't he I, I remember. Movie. He's got short hair now. You know, he's like 70, I think yeah. he's 74 now. Um, wow. But uh, in the movie he did, he had, uh, I think he had like a fro, I think in the movie. With those oh, things. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Guess yeah. he did. Um, I've seen that movie so many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, me too. And, um, yeah, I let's see how did that happen so that was um facebook is really hot kind of how i started to get to know him uh, i was friends with him on facebook he's got a huge you know social media thing which you could probably imagine on facebook he's mm -hmm. posting anti-trump everything like about everything it's pretty funny um but uh so yeah let's see he uh, i found his i got uh, okay how did that happen so because of uh, Winslow, Bernie Worrell, you just mentioned Bernie Worrell, um, one of my 2 a.m. wake-ups, I woke up and I was <laughs> like, I was friends with another uh, 80s jazz fusion guy, uh, Mike Maneri, um, mm. who's also in Steps Ahead. He's one of the founding people in Steps Ahead, and I'm Facebook friends with him. I don't know him personally. I don't know how and he accepted my friend request at some point, and I probably shit my pants at that point but uh <laughs> yeah he's big time um and uh he's you know, wickedly good he's even older i think he's probably about 80 right now something like that um but i sent him a facebook message and i was like you know i, I wake up one 
one morning and I'm like, you know what? Like, it would really help my album if I had, you know, some star power on it. Like, not just the guys I work with, but somebody else. And, you know, I was like, well, I'm friends with Mike Maneri and it's just up his alley. Maybe he'd say yes. You never know if I offer him, you know, a little bit of money and maybe he'd say yes. Well, he never got back to me. Yeah. Um, but that idea turned into Tom Malone because I hear I'm seeing this guy's Facebook posts every day and I'm like, I don't know, maybe he'd be interested in doing, you know, he's, he's famous, but he's a working musician, you know? So, um, so I sent him an email address or I sent him an email and I sent him, um, the album was recorded in two sessions, uh, two different weekends, several months apart. And I had the unmixed rough cuts from the first session um, and so I sent him some of that and along with some of the live video that I had, um, and I briefly explained what song I thought he should be on and like what he could do. Um, and I made him a little bit of an offer and he listened to it and got back to me a day later and he's like, yeah, you guys sound great. He's like, I'm in. And I was like, sweet. So, uh, the, the studio album with Cleveland time, I, we dropped by my engineer dropboxed him all the stuff he laid down sent us the stems from his home studio at that time he lived in uh new jersey he's mm -hmm. actually moved out to uh california now mm -hmm. um but um yeah so that was that and then the album came out um i tried to stay in touch uh emails um you know and I started whispering in his ear, like hey why don't you come to cleveland and play with us and you know at that time he was still in jersey so it's so close you know, it's a real quick plane ride or a fairly long car ride, you know, right. like, why don't you come do a show? I'll, I'll put something together and I'll have it. Recorded. Wow. I'll do a live album. I'm like, why don't you do it? And uh, sure enough, eventually we agreed on a date and he came out and did it this past February. Um, nice. And wow. yeah. And how, how fast, did, how much time did you have to prepare for your, for that live performance? Oh, yeah. None. Yeah. 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 There was a, my band, Eight minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So, um, and it's everyone like, just practiced on their own, met at the same spot and said, fingers friends, crossed. That's pretty much the case. Nice. Um, I did manage to get the band together for maybe three rehearsals beforehand, but, and that's the band. And I had, um, you know, he's a big horn section guy. He's, he plays with horn sections a lot. You know, his whole career, I think he did a lot of horn section work. So um, uh, he wanted to have a trumpet player too. And Tim, the guy from Blue, uh, Blues from McCoy, the really fabulous blistering trumpet player. Um, I'm like, well, I could get Tim to come and play. I'm sure he would. Mm -hmm. And he did. Um, so I got maybe two rehearsals with the bulk of the rhythm section, you know, and I had a huge band for the night. I had like a Blues Brothers type you know, two guitars, bass, percussion, wow. drums. Um, and uh, all that's on my YouTube channel too, by the way. So the, uh, uh. Uh, I did I did the live album, which just came out this last Friday. It's called Live at the Bob Stop with Tom Malone. Mm. And um, he, all but one of the tracks, there's a video for too. I had two cameras there uh, recording um, that got, and I've released, I think, three of those now um which are out on youtube and then I'll, I'll i'll release them over the next few weeks all of them but um you can watch it there um i hear a lot of mistakes <laughs> because mm -hmm. to your point we didn't get a lot of rehearsal especially oh, from the horns. i won't hear any yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. your videos are great too you're getting they really are. how about you been doing that i mean they look pretty good quality you know Thanks. for yeah, yeah i mean you're are. producing them and you're just getting do you oh, hire yeah. a company or are you just kind of making the call on this both. Uh, so um, I had a goal for the album that, and I, I don't know if I've seen a lot of artists do it, um, but to me, it's the right thing to do. And I was like, and all the songs were strong enough too, I thought. Um, and there was only seven of them. So, you know, but my idea was to have a music video for every single song on the album, which I did. And um, I, I have a friend who's a videographer who's good, who's done it for a long time, um, who's uh, very fair with what he charges me uh, because he's my friend. Um, so, but I still can't, I can't afford to, you know, have him do video for everything because I'd be paying, you know, a small fortune for that, which I can't do. Um, maybe one day I can, but uh, so what I did was I started to get creative and make my own videos. Um, uh, I, paid for a reasonable uh, video editor and I use my imagination. Um, so the, um, 
he made, uh, Tom Common was the videographer. He made the Give What You Take video with the cars. Um, and he made the Never With You video, the black and white one that we did in studio, which is the one I sent to Tom Malone, by the way. Um, so he made those two for the first album and all the other videos I made. Um, so the, the Baby You Got Me one is eh, but that was the first one I did. Um, I got better with it. And my videos I'm making now, the Foreigner video I made, um, that was me filming. And they were all recording in, that's that's where we rehearse. Um, and uh, uh, they were all filming, or I'm sorry, recording. And so it made sense for me to just, I just filmed it with an iPhone and then I edited it later. So um, I'm starting to get pretty good at it. It's not... Uh, it's not terribly difficult and I, I'm going to plan on keep doing that. Um, I like having video content. Um, you know, it, to me, it makes sense because um, to your point, the internet, like um, I can play a show in front of like, if I promote really well, you know, like a hundred people <laughs> and it's yeah. only people from here or wherever I'm in. I, if I drive to New York city and I play in New York city for 10 people, I am touching 10 people in New York City. But if mm. I put a video out, I can, I, I mean, tens of thousands of people can watch it all over the world. And like, to me, that just makes more sense. And like, uh, and they're both important. I mean, live shows are great and very important. If for no other reason, just for making you better at playing. But, um, but yeah, to me, that was important. And uh, and so I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep it up with the video content. I think that's the right way. And they're very successful, your videos. You have like 10 that are over 10,000, you know, yeah. by yeah. itself and with YouTube algorithms and everything. Congrats. Kudos to yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, some have done better than others. Um, but yeah, they, it has done well. YouTube has done very well for me. So I, I have no, no, nothing bad to say about YouTube at all, other than the fact that I don't make any money off of it, really. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm trying. Yeah, you will. Oh, time. yeah. yeah. In time. You know, my favorite musicians, I don't, I don't really listen to them anywhere except YouTube. They are at the mm -hmm. point now where they literally do little concerts. Yeah. They do little live shows and, and they're, 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 you know, they've got the chat going, you know, mm -hmm. and they're, they're talking to the, it's really, really cool what's unfolding here. And again, you have a really cool retro style that I think is going to play well in a new high tech uh, platform yeah, atmosphere. Cool. I don't even know what to call it. And, um, I, I'm just really, I really, well, what, let me, let me ask you this. Let's back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's find out where, how all this started. I mean, where were you born? First of all, in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Richfield, Ohio, which, uh, and by the way, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer went to my high school. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, long wow. before I was there, he graduated long before I was <laughs> there, but wow. still it was, he walked the same, I walked the same, uh, uh, halls that he did for whatever that is were. crazy <laughs> kirk schilling went to mine but yours is better oh, yeah, right i don't know i think kirk schilling's better it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess a good picture is yeah pretty yeah. good too yeah so yeah. uh your mom your mom and dad they nurtured this whole musician thing where were they born what were they like uh my dad was really not in the picture um he uh um he passed a few years ago but he bailed more or less on yeah. on, on mm -hmm. our lives he had substance abuse issues so mm -hmm. um, and um that's on i i could tell you more about him but i don't know that much about him to be honest that, He's it, like, that no, comes up fine. you know yeah. at, at, half the time people say well it was just me and my mom yeah, yeah that comes up was. a lot yeah i was a mom's boy so the yeah uh, but you know what a good mom driving this thing from behind the scenes sure. is a, sure. an extremely common factor. They, this is not like a, a negative thing at all. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a mom who just kicks ass. You're lucky. You yeah. are, you are just lucky. Oh yeah. Right on. I, I'm sure she would tell you that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then, so, great. so you went to, you went to grade school there and then you went yeah. to a uh, high school there. Did you, do you uh, do anything uh, musically before? Like, training wise before like kent state i know you went there right nope. uh so yeah i did um mm. at high school i was very self-taught um mm. i let's see high school the big change for me was i got to be friends with um another saxophone player mm. uh his name was chris um i don't think he plays anymore which is too bad because he was actually really good he was um let's see he was younger than me i was uh junior i think and I was just starting to get into music at that point, but not jazz. I was into classic rock. I liked um, 
Jimi Hendrix was in, I like Queen and I like, yeah, the Beatles. And um, so all that stuff. And I I really liked that. And I was listening to it a lot. Um, And he was an eighth grader who came up and he played alto sax and he was really good. Um, And he showed me this little yellow book Thing I've had, I might have it later on here somewhere called the Omni Book, Charlie Parker, uh, and uh, which it's all his transcribed solos for alto saxophone, um, which is a famous book for saxophone players. You know, I think everybody learns bebop out of it at some point. But um, he showed me this book, and I'm like, Well, who's Charlie Parker? I have no idea who this is. And he's sending me like recordings, and I'm listening to them, and I'm just like, Wow, this is amazing music. I've never heard this before. Uh, and so I was kind of hooked after that. And um, I started practicing the saxophone all the time and uh, I started listening to like Grover Washington and I started mm-hmm. transcribing Grover Washington solos. Um, and that's kind of what got me started in high school. Um, and uh, then out of high school, I just knew that I had to stay in music. So I went to Kent State. Um, I was aimless for a while. Uh, my first year, I think I was undeclared, but I was in the jazz band. Wait, there. what does that mean? Under, what's that? Say that again. You said you were a list or something? No, undeclared. Uh, oh, no major. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, oh yes, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, undeclared. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was uh, a music minor, is what mm-hmm. I had registered at, and I was okay. like, well, I don't know. That's I what I did. Do. I took a bunch of prerequisites because I knew it'd have to take them eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I never did anything like a major. I did the same thing, but yeah. you, <laughs> yeah. But what 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 uh, I mean? What was your main experience? What was your biggest takeaway from Kent State? Um, I don't know. Hey, that's a good question. Um, I definitely learned a lot. I've learned a lot more since I left. Um, but it definitely was. Um, if I had to break down the single point of learning that has defined me, um, I remember it very well. Um, in one, I studied with a guy named Greg Banizak, who actually I've gotten to be really good friends with now um, as an adult. Um, he's a Grammy-nominated saxophonist himself. He's actually quite good. Um, and uh, he's a good dude. Um, and um, so I took lessons with him at Kent. He was a saxophone professor at the time. He's not there anymore. Um, but um, so he had this moment where, you know, I, I came my ears were pretty good as like a freshman, but like I didn't, I couldn't read music very well. And um, and I was doing everything wrong. It's like, I don't know if you guys ever played baseball, but uh, you know, I was dropping my shoulder and I was I was reaching for the pitch. I was doing all kinds of go. things with, with the embouchure on the saxophone that I should not have been doing. And my fingers were flailing all over the place. And like, you know, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and he's like, look, here's what I want you to do. And I remember he's like, I want you to put the, it's like, have the saxophone on in front of you and and put it in your mouth and play middle C just clear tone just play middle C don't tongue anything just put all your air into it and play middle C and close your eyes and so he did that or I did that and then he comes around behind me like you know and puts his arms like on the saxophone like this and he starts playing notes and he starts playing like bebop and it sounds great and all of the, he could play everything from the lowest note all the way to the highest stuff, um, and there was no change. And so the, the point of the lesson was that, um, and what I learned from this, and it's been, it's, it's literally defined my tonal approach on the instrument since that day, is that you don't move this around, you don't move, you're still, you're putting, you use all of the strength that you have here to keep, you know, this solid and you move your fingers more or less um and that's what all the great saxophone players do um and that was the the the, the um defining moment in my Kent State education if I'm being honest but of course there's lots of little nuanced things I learned lots of other stuff that I learned how to how to play certain things but that was certainly the thing that changed like almost everything for me at that point so um so I do remember that extremely well. What else I learned? I don't know. I'm sure there's a few things. I, you know, I have a similar. <laughs> I, I did a lot of singing. Yeah, and I went to yeah. college and I took voice lessons. And I remember almost none of it except that I could project and the others could not. But mm-hmm. they taught me how to breathe. And I, I yeah, remember right to this day the 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 kind of satisfaction that I wasn't so tired and stuff because they taught me how to breathe. But it was just that one little thing that made it all just worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right on. 
yeah you have little little epiphany moments and, yeah uh, yeah uh, that I, was just all coming back to me as you did that story it was great <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh my goodness so what um what's the near future gonna hold for you what do you got uh, planned oh boy um yeah the next few weeks are actually really busy um and i don't know next year is probably gonna be really busy too um but um so we're doing the album release party in a couple of weeks um, for the live album. Uh, it's a place in Akron called Jilly's Music Room. Real cool place in downtown Akron. Um, I, I have some other local things. Um, I'm playing Miami Beach in, uh, in January nice. uh, at the Fountain Blue Hotel. Um, some kind of big gala event that the organization wanted us to play. So. Um, we might even be wearing tuxes. I'm not sure. We're still working out the logistics, but that, that should be a lot of fun. Um, a, a number of big theater performances early next year with the Foreigner Band. I have some of that stuff coming up. Um, yeah, and uh, I just booked another Bob Stop date. Bob Stop's the big uh, jazz club in downtown Cleveland. I just booked another mm. date there in April. We're supposed to be on Fox 8 News in Cleveland at some point in April. Um that's it for now, uh, but I have the feeling that next year is going to be really busy. I'm certainly a lot of things coming in. So, uh, well, know. if your shows are anything like your videos here, I can tell you guys. Oh yeah, go see it because the videos are all kind of different and they're all really fun and unique in their own yeah. way. Thank and you. I yeah. just love you guys' style. And, and you uh, put them out the right way. Don't you put them out in advance? Like you schedule them in advance too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, that's uh, both YouTube and Facebook too, if you want to use it like that. But you can set premieres. Um, really, YouTube. Oh, yeah. We're, we've been starting to do that. It's Yeah, we're starting to tinker with that stuff. Yeah. I, it's the idea that I was thinking is that it gives, I don't know, it, it, makes people realize at least in my mind anyways no one's ever told me this but I, I seem to think that if you're if you're if you have a video and you're watching it like i kind of like this and you go to their channel and they look at it and you see like five more videos that are going to premiere over the next few weeks you're like oh i want to watch those i do want to subscribe to this <laughs> you know like, that was my thinking i don't know if oh no happened. you're right on point that's exactly what happened yeah. to me today matthew <laughs> <laughs> oh good excellent I, I got to the fifth video and ran out of time we had to do the podcast <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that was but my yeah. idea and like uh and so i tried to um I try to work around that and I try to have stuff ready in advance and I try to make calendar dates for when I'm going to promote certain releases and stuff. And um, sometimes I use a publicist. Um, uh, to, you know, I can't do it all the time. Again, budget, it'd be great if I could, right. but you know, I can't, but um, that, that can help. But um, so, you know, I, and the other thing I do want to, I have singles coming out. We have a single series, a Cleveland Time Records given a single series. This uh, let's see my funny valentine's the first one and then we're going to do uh a few more standard type tunes one a month for about five months um uh and then i have another live album that i'm going to release from a couple years ago um that i kind of like it's different players but i, I i'm kind of i kind of like it i i gave it another listen um about a month ago um and it's mixed and everything um and i was like you know what this is kind of good i think i'll release that so i'm gonna release that and then um the next studio album we're going to start we're going to break ground this year so uh, i'm still writing the tunes but um it should be fun i'm planning like an, an 80s uh throwback thing i think it could be kind of cool oh, so yeah, you're talking our language huge. now yeah, we got a lot exactly. of fans we like got a that. lot of 80s fans on in fact, we yeah, got a right, lot of fans, so we're going to share everything you give us. So we give will. us whatever yeah. you can. And, oh, uh, I'd be happy to. Take it for me, everybody. It's really a lot of fun. and uh, It really uh, is. And you bring to light, you know, the saxophone and jazz. Because, like, outside of people like Dave Koz or, you know, mm -hmm. that, that song Lily was here with uh, Candy Dolfer and Dave yeah. Stewart or Kenny G, that, you know, I sure. wasn't a real big, I wasn't really, like, you know, uh, big into saxophone. Like, it wasn't brought to me, though, either. So Yeah. Right on. Yeah, there's so no I got I got a th this thing where you're like really a super hard worker. Yes. You know, oh, I, now that I'm talking to you Easily. and I can listen to your schedule is out of control and stuff, you know, and the yes. things you have going, but it just comes through in your music too. It's a very uh it's very rich. It's got yeah. a lot going on. Thank you're, you. you're you're playing. It's amazing. Yeah. That's what I go for. And it's uh my, my it's caused my wife to want to kill me a few times. Just so you guys <laughs> <laughs> this oh, work, bless her heart for enduring. Hard, yeah. So that's what she tells me. But maybe she's right. Um, yeah. 
Oh wow! It, it'll uh, it'll bring you all together in the end, uh, just that Hopefully, much more. I'm sure. sure. Absolutely, yeah. well. absolutely. Yep. I'm sure she's very, very proud of you. One hundred percent. Absolutely, yes. you're amazing. So uh, I, I had a good Mark. You got any more questions? No, I. This is such. A I thrill. really yeah. had a great time getting to know you and your music and stuff. And what oh, would yeah. you like to leave? How, how would you like to cap this off for our viewers? Share whatever you want, and 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 just uh, just. Say whatever you want to our people. Oh boy, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I think everything you said does kind of sum up. I mean, I'm, I'm happy you guys saw all that just from the stuff that's out there on YouTube. But you're, oh, you're right. Great. You get the nail right content. On the head. So everybody, yeah. get down there, get into the links below, support Matthew. Yeah. Uh, this is where music is going, I think, and this guy is making me like jazz, where I didn't really pay that much attention to it. Same so I'm here. gonna give it. I'm going to yeah, give it a good listen and uh, support Matthew. And I, I, I appreciate everybody. Give, uh, give it a listen. And I'm sure you're going to love it. I'm sure you're going to love it. Yeah. Thank and you. it was great, great having you, Matthew. And when something happens, can you please come back and let us know and do a half Absolutely. hour? I mean, I, I ran you a little long. I'm pushing an hour. I'm sorry. I get oh, to talking no, to musicians and I just like, yeah. I go off. You know, that's how I am. I just have so much fun talking to you. But thanks for being here. Thanks Love having you here. And come back when oh, yeah. you're, when you're, when you're going to promote anything else. Yeah, right. sounds great. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. It was yeah. really nice.